Starting good at this. <laughs> um, hey everyone. Prefacing an episode, uh, I had to do this one. Um, well, I should have been doing everyone, but anyway. Uh, I had Odysseus in for a chat in regards to it's, uh, I don't know. Um, in regards to dealing with someone with substance abuse and what the legal system, in this instance anyway, entailed for a guy stuck between a rock and a shit place. Um, I know it's pretty vague, but it sort of just gets right into it, so I can't think, can't think of enough coming in. Yeah, have a listen. There are improvement works ahead, so this train will terminate at the next station. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Oh, so hey, hey, get me out. Oh, how about that? Are you Muslim? Shut <laughs> <laughs> do, do I cup the balls or something? <laughs> Stallone had that. Um, I can't remember, my mate told me about it years ago. He said um, he was on a film set or something. I can't remember which one. And he told, they, were, they were talking about fluffers and like hangers on and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he basically, uh, it's either a casting couch situation. I don't want to misquote the story, yeah, yeah, but yeah. He's, he's basically his instructions were pop the balls or work the shaft. <laughs> Stallone at his peak. You know at his mean? peak, yeah. yeah Unit, sure. man. But you would have seen that through the 80s and like oh, late yeah. 70s. When did Rocky 1 come out? Ooh, 79 or something, 70, mm-hmm. 78, 70, yeah, couple okay. Did you see it at the cinemas? Uh, no, I didn't see it at the cinemas. I saw it uh, in the 80s when it came out on TV. Let me ask you a question. What was mm. Rocky Fever like? Oh. For, like having lived it? The best. Yeah. Um, you go to the cinema. Look, I saw the other Rockies in the cinema. I saw Sylvester Stallone, Rambos, all in the cinema. What, First Blood? Uh, okay. First Blood, no, no, not First Blood, but Rambo 2 and all the rest of them, yeah. right? I I just happened to grow up when that, you had the action stars. Like, we're talking about action stars. We're talking about real action stars. <laughs> People that blow themselves up, you know, do this, <laughs> do their own stunts. No, no, you know. Like him, Sylvester, uh, Sylvester Stallone, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, those people. Yeah. They're the two Greatest draws in the box office. You it's know? weird when you see that that meme that goes around now, mm. and it says action stars from the eighties and nineties, and mm. it had a picture of Stallone, mm. uh, Arnie, Dolph Lundgren, I think Bruce Willis, and um, Van Damme. Mm. And I can't. Remember, there was one other one, maybe Chuck Norris. I can't remember. Chuck who. Norris, yeah, yeah, Chuck Norris. And then seventies and action and stars 90s, from yeah. the the noughties to the twenties, twenty twenties, and it was like um, Robert Downey Jr., Tobey Maguire. <laughs> All these guys that look like page boys and accountants. That's it. Yeah, yeah, red boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he was um, like living through that whole hysteria and um, uh, the fandom, going to the cinemas and having the whole cinema erupt when Rocky, you know, wins uh, over yeah, Drago. Yeah. Like the whole crowds jumped up. And, ah, you know, the crowd going wild. Like you thought you were an actual boxing match. Yeah. You know, everyone's getting into it. Ugh, ugh, you know, it's crazy when you watch those matches now, yeah. how unrealistic they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like totally. they're, they're throwing haymakers from round one to totally, round 12. Yeah. yeah. And, no, and no one gets knocked out until the 12th round. It's like, <laughs> like every match. 
I'll tell you something now. If you're throwing that many haymakers, mate, you'll you'll be gassed out. Oh, third round, <laughs> third round, that's second round. Because they're heavyweights as well. Yeah, they're heavyweights. Yeah. Second round, you're gone. Forget it. I'm just <laughs> remember the first one is when he loses, but it's yeah. a split decision or whatever. Yeah, the second decision. one is when he wins, just mm-hmm. at the count. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've, I've only seen the second one maybe twice. Second one's good. It's good. Um, I like Apollo Creed just because of his attitude and his arrogance. Oh yeah, he, he, a cross between a Muhammad Ali and uh, yeah, know. exactly. But the second one, I don't know that well. The third one with Mister T, I know pretty well, and then everyone knows. Clubber Lang. <laughs> he was playing himself essentially, pretty much with his Ali Sithis yeah, and yeah, his, uh, yeah. his training. He was shit. in his heyday, like he was in the A team at that time. Everyone used to watch the A team. I never. The A team was before my time. Oh, the A. I used to watch the A team as well. So. What, were they, what were they? Just a, a unit. Just a, a, rag, <laughs> a ragtag unit who, you know, uh, went underground because half of them, well, they're all wanted by the uh, by the military. Yeah, really? court, yeah they're all going to get court-martialed. I don't know the story of the 18. They're all going to get court-martialed. So they all went underground, you know, for re- various reasons. And um, so the whole premise is that the military, the government's chasing after them. And then they're like, uh, not Robin Hoods, but, you know, they do good things for people. So, you know. <laughs> Did they have a boss or was it just, it was, was it four of them? Yeah, there was a. a. B. Baraka. Yeah, yeah. George Papad played. Yeah. Um, oh, what was his name? I can't remember Face. his name. Face. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Who else was it? Um, the, like there was two others: uh, the Colonel and the the Mad Flyman, the guy that flies choppers and planes and whatever. The Colonel was like, uh, <laughs> he was like the brains behind everything. Like, and then, and always at the end of the show, it's a thirty minute show, whatever it was, like an hour or something, and then the last fifteen minutes. They're always making something out of, I don't know, toothpicks and a, and a pencil or MacGyver's, something. MacGyver's, basically. Yeah, yeah, basically a MacGyver. And um, they take on, you know, the whole South American drug cartel and bring them down <laughs> <laughs> in the final five minutes of the show. So, you know, now it was a feel-good show. It's basically for kids and teenagers. So was 18 a, was for kids? Oh, uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, for kids. Was it violent? Not really. It was stylistic. Like, look, it was the eighties, man. Come on, man. <laughs> I love how that's an excuse. That was the eighties. Yeah, it was. Everyone like, watched you just it. Just write everything off because it was the eighties. Mate, everyone watched it. Are you kidding me, man? Like, seriously, the way we grew up, it, it'd be considered as domestic violence these days. You know, <laughs> you know, we used to build ramps and jump off the ramps, man. And you have adults with a cigarette looking at you doing the whole shit. I was going to say, no one's going to say shit. All those memes about um the eighties, how like you're at a kid's birthday and there's mm. a birthday cake and someone with a cigarette. Yeah. standing yeah, over yeah, him. Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. was us. I remember- that, Mate, that was us. Who was I? I was- Oh, I was, I was out last night, and I remember saying to someone, do you remember when you could smoke in nightclubs? I remember being- yeah. vivid, I remember yeah. being 18 years old, coming home from a club at three in the morning mm-hmm. and having a shower, because if I got into bed, you'd wake up and the bed was like an ashtray. Yep. And your hair, your clothes, yeah. everything just smelled like everything. smoke. You'd wash your hair, it'd be black, just yeah. from ash. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They were like um, compression sessions, like submarines. Yeah, yeah. And I remember also going to the cinemas. People used to smoke in the cinemas. You see, uh, you know, the smoke the clouds. White, white clouds. You know, through the screen, you're trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this age is I was drinking. You're watching ET, and you're like, "What the hell's going on?" <laughs> you can't see through the smoke. That's a question. What was the mm. first movie you saw in the movies? At the cinemas. Uh, I know mine. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Part One. Herbie the Love Bug. <laughs> Piss off. Are you serious? Serious, man. Herbie the Love Bug. <laughs> what was that even about? Was that a racer movie? Yeah, it's a Volkswagen, man. Yeah, but it's just, there's nothing to do with, like, it wasn't an uh, anthropomorphic. Um, no, nah, well, let's put it this way it was the original Transformers, man. <laughs> what was it? 
It was a, it was a Volkswagen I mean, it was that, a that, that, that had a personality and um, yeah. It As was, in what he talked. Not really, but just, just like a miming sort of, you know, he used to do shit like, you know. I, I never watched Toby the Love Bug. That's why I just remember it. As yeah. Being yeah. iconic sort of yeah. Yeah, out there. Yeah. yeah. Look, it was just like, it didn't actually, you know, it was, it didn't talk per se, but it did things like, you know. <laughs> It did things that helped the owner, you know. The owner's a, you know, he's a, he's a racing, you know, car driver slash mechanic trying to keep him on the road, trying to win game, you know, yeah, win, yeah. win the races and stuff. So, um, I remember that. Like, it was a long time ago. I, mean, I can, I can, I remember the movie Belly. The first, yeah. <laughs> there's well, there's, there's a love one. interest as well, you know, and uh, they can't believe that Herbie's alive, but the owner knows he's alive, you know, and all that sort of stuff. So, there's, there's, it, the, <laughs> there's the bad guys, of course, who want to win the race. And, is it worth going back to watch? No, I'm, I'm just saying. What, what year the, was that? Oh, Herbie the Love Bug. It was in the 70s, man. Early 70s? Yeah. yeah. Mid. Like mid. Where did early. you see it? Where did you actually see Herbie oh, the Love Bug? It was at the... Um, oh, the you know the, the, the big cinema that looks like some sort of... Um, you know the cinema, it's on the corner as you go into the city. Mm-hmm. It was on the corner, had statues and stuff in there. Uh, what was it? What was it? Not the, the Astor. The, not the Astor. That, no, that's no, in Paran. No. That's in Paran. It was in the city. Oh, okay. Um, as uh, Right on the corner, like as you're going in from Fitzroy Gardens, so like right in the corner there. Um, oh, with, and there's a theatre there now as well, I think, opposite it. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Greater and, Union or some yeah, shit. Yeah, and you walk in there and it was like a palace, some or Saudi Arabian, like had minarets and had like, you know, the minarets in a theatre. <laughs> in a theatre, man. This thing is like old school, like 1920s and 30s, you know, old school. Was yeah. it Greater Union? I think it was Greater Union. Oh, I think God. I watched Lord of the Rings there mm. and The Ring. Maybe, I don't oh, know. No, um, like you're talking about like exhibition, like past, like yeah, that's before Chinatown. Like yeah, all the yeah, way yeah, on the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, right on the end of the corner, yeah, before the-, the yeah. Bravo, you took a trip into the city to watch Herbie Yeah, yeah, it, well, you know, and look, I had a wonderful um, neighbour- um, and uh, he took us under our wing because, you know, we were, we were struggling and growing up, you know. Mm. Um, but we were happy. Um, you were from the southeast? Uh, re- originally from Richmond. Yeah. Um, Is that why you're a Tiger supporter? Of course, man. You can't go past it. <laughs> do you, do you wanna, did you actually watch a game on Thursday? Uh, look, you know, <laughs> I watched the first quarter and then when I started seeing that crap, I thought, oh, man. I was like, Best I game f- ever. I f- yeah, I f- <laughs> yeah, look, for you guys, it was great. But um, I don't. The rules, I don't know what's going on, you know. The 50 metres that they kept copying out. Yeah, yeah, It's all disciplinary. Yeah. Over the man, whatever or whatever. It's all disciplinary. Mm, Umpires mm, aren't tolerating mm. any back talk or any arguments, stepping well, over the lines. Or yeah, none of them. We'll see. <laughs> well, it's only, it depends on who's We'll playing. see whether they're consistent. I know? never thought we'd ever get free kicks like that. Yeah, we'll see whether they're never consistent, happens. whether it continues throughout the year or whether they'll just, oh, yeah, we'll just ease off a bit. You know? Yeah. Well, it depends. <laughs> if it's Essendon and uh, Geelong, then it's a different story. I suppose. Oh, wait, sorry, I cut you off. You So you're from Richmond. Yeah. I uh, moved in, uh, ooh, late 70s, we moved to, well, back then was Burwood, which now is Glen Iris, so... Burwood is Glen Iris. Yeah, Burwood. They've turned into Glen Iris now. Oh, as in the suburb stretched across from Burtlays and... No, no, they've they've actually changed it. Now, like, half of Burwood doesn't exist now. Like, half of it's Campbell, and the other half's turned into Glen Iris. There is a small section left somewhere. I can't remember where they've tucked that away. I'm pretty sure there is Burwood, though. There's Burwood East. Off Blackburn Road. There's Burwood East. In between Blackburn Road and Springvale Road, Mm. that block, Mm. and then Burwood Highway. That's still Burwood, though, isn't it? Well, the locals call it Burwood, but it's officially Glen Iris. 
They've really? even changed the, the postcode. I didn't know that. They've, they, we've, we've adopted the postcode as well. Glen Iris. I, I, I had no idea. Yeah, that, that happened about oh, 12 years ago, maybe more, 15. Okay, because most of my mates that grew up from there still call it Burwood. Oh, cool, we all do. I do. I didn't know it was Glen Iris. Yeah, now, officially, Glen Iris. <laughs> you know what that's like? That's like Oakley South. Mm. When I grew up, the bottom of um, Burke Road, Carroll Road, all that area was Clorinda. And then sometimes, sometime in the mid-90s, towards 97 somewhere, they rezoned it, built all the double-story brick veneers, and they called it Oakley South. There you go. I said, Oakley South isn't here. Oakley South is up near past Centre Road towards mm, mm, North mm. and Warrigal. Yeah. yeah. You know? Not down here, the, yeah. where the Clorinda drive-through, drive-ins used to be. Do you remember bottom end of Burke Road, Old Dandy Road, in that back corner, used oh, to be the drive-ins? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yes, to, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, we used yes. to drive past as a kid, mm. and you'd see the big- um, yeah. Screens the or screen, whatever. yeah, yeah. Now it's yeah. all houses there. Yeah, well, uh, we had the Burwood drive-ins. Burwood? Yeah, the Burwood drive-ins. Where were they? They're where there's an industrial park is now. They've like, um, used to be a Telstra place and now it's changed. On like, Burwood Highway? Yeah, just off Burwood yeah, Highway. Yeah, I know where yeah. that is. Yeah. That was a drive-ins. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. That was a drive-ins. And they had the big screen there. Oh, my, my, my uncle used to live just look off, off. Off the side street there. Yeah. We'd pull up our deck chairs, whatever, watch a movie, but in silence, of course. <laughs> it was as good as watching it. It was as good as watching it. <laughs> Freaking wogs, man. Yeah. So, Burwood, Richmond, Burwood. Yeah. When did you go to Noble? Oh, How long have you been in Noble? Oh, I've now I've been there, what, 21 years now. Have you spent the majority of your life in Noble? Or would you say Burwood? Or Richmond? <sighs> Where did you grow up? Which suburb did you actually grow up to since your teens? Ooh. Uh, I'd say it's, it's in my teens, definitely uh, it was Glen Iris, well, Burwood. <laughs> <laughs> Glen Iris didn't exist. Uh, it was Burwood. And, um, but having a lot of family and, you know, relatives in Richmond, we'd always be there every public holiday, every weekend. Yeah. Like, I virtually grew up there. Yeah, I used to drive to Preston every weekend yeah. to see my auntie. Yeah, you yeah. Know, all my cousins are off um, Bell Street. Yeah, every like, and we'd, we'd, we'd like all weekend, literally all weekend, we were there. Um, and, and to the point where I used to ride my racer. Remember those things? The racers? <laughs> the racer. You know the racer? <laughs> Why'd you just do the mime? <laughs> push bike. <laughs> yeah, pushy. Pushy there. I used to ride that down to, to Richmond on occasion. and From Burwood? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, straight. It's one straight road. It's not that yeah, bad. Not that bad. It's not too bad. I was yeah. going to say, like, I think about when I first lived in Noble and mm. I'd ride to the city and back. Mm. I would do that after a shift of work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I'd start, I'd finish at one, be on the bike by one thirty, and be in the city by like three o'clock. Mm, mm, mm. Now I think about it, that stretch of road, there's no way known I'd be able to do it on a bike. I'm like, how can you ever let yourself go? I'm like, that was ten years ago. <laughs> Everything was easier 10 years ago. That was actually 10 years ago. You know what I mean? But everything was easier 10 years ago. It's sad. You know why? Because I'm coming into that age bracket where all my best stories come from 10 years ago. 2012, 2011, 2013. Same with me, mate. Yeah. So it's like far out, man. That was 10 years ago. Mm. It's a shit timestamp to actually have. Actually, mine's 20 years ago (laughs) now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. I was talking to someone about high school. I'm like, I graduated 20 Mm. years ago. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I saw someone at a wedding yesterday. I'm like, mate, I've not seen that kid in at least 20 years. <laughs> wow. Yeah, well, he stood in front of me. He didn't recognize me. No, yeah. no one recognizes me now. And so I said, you going to say anything? I'm nah. I go, I've got nothing to say. <laughs> what can I say? If I had something to say, I would have said it in between the last 20 years. Mm. I would have made more of an active effort to actually find them. Mm. I haven't. Mm. So I have to be honest, I forgot they existed until I actually saw them. Yeah, it's a bit sad that 
but you know, it, life goes on. You move on. You you know. That's the thing. I don't think it's sad because mm. I got an I got a message a couple of days ago from a guy that I used to live with in the same building, mm. and I haven't seen him in about uh, maybe two years now, one and a half years. Mm-hmm. Um, and he messaged me. I think he's uh, got engaged or something. And he's messaged me saying we should catch up, blah, blah, blah. Mm, and, mm. I, and I may not be able to see him today because after I'm done here, I've got work to do. And I was thinking, oh, like I feel bad. I've, I've known him less than 10 years. Yeah. I yeah. feel bad about that one. Mm, I mm. feel sad about people that I forgot about 20 years ago. Oh, God, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Look, I know it sounds cold, but I'm the same. <laughs> like, <laughs> seriously, it's like if I don't bother with you, that's it. You know, don't worry about it. You know, no ill will. No, no, no hard feelings. No ill will. You know, the memories are there. Everything's good. Yeah. But, you know, just you move on. You know, that's that's how life is. I think, um, yeah, people. There are certain people. Man, I said it the other day. I said nostalgia is the biggest form can can form the uh, the biggest toxicity mm. because people get attached to either memories. Yeah good memories or just yeah. things by default of being around it for that long. Mm. And that's enough to latch onto to keep something uh, uh, moving, even though it should have just been left in the past. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. Even if it's just an area. Yes, that's or true. Or a house or, or uh, anything. Yeah, yeah. Look, it, it can be, it can be, you know, it can be like handcuffs or manacles, you know. It'll stop you from moving forward. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we've learned that the hard way. <laughs> I was going to say, speaking of uh, moving forward, that's a brilliant segue. Um, thank you for coming down. Thanks, man. Opal story, but um, yeah. I know most of your story. Um, it goes back. I mean, when did it all start? I mean, what are we now? Twenty twenty two. When do you reckon it all began? Uh, May twenty seventeen. But look, you know, I've well, even got the day and the date. <laughs> Well, you know, be, yeah. <laughs> right. I gave you a name for this because I said we're going to keep you anonymous. I gave you a name. I went with Odysseus. I think it's a good name. Brilliant. <laughs> Odysseus. You know your historical literature better than I do. Yes, man. <laughs> What's the story of Odysseus? Well, he was the brains. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't the biggest or the most buffed guy in the in the outfit, but he had the brains and they actually, um, well, he's the reason why they won the Trojan War. Yeah. Yeah, you know. It was this long, epic journey. Yeah. Like, we say Odyssey now, and it's mm. literally a tale of journey. Oh, and, yes, and his return home was, yes. And he yes. actually made it home. Yeah, another 10 years on top of that, so 20 years for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think I think it was very fitting, the the, the name of this, yeah? Thanks, mate. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to preface everything by saying thank you for actually coming down, because I know this mm-hmm. is, um, it's, uh, what's it called? It's a... Uh, you're ripping open a band-aid open wound, mate. Yeah, you were talking just about talking about moving forward, but mm. you're revisiting shit that which you should, which you have done your best to actually get past. Yeah, I've tried to suppress a lot of it. Um, I know, but yeah. you know what? I don't think suppression's the best way. <laughs> so I'm serious. I've been look, my like, yeah. I've been doing this podcast six years now, and mm. I've actually vented a lot of. I don't. I don't get angry randomly anymore. Yeah, probably because I come in here and just yell at people, <laughs> and then I listen back and then reflect. I'm like, you're on my lucker. Like, do you know what I mean? Um. So it is. It, it this podcast in a lot of ways has been therapeutic for me. It's therapeutic. And it's therapeutic. It's good for you. It is because mm. you don't carry the baggage anymore. Yeah. You sort of put it there. It's on <laughs> file, record. If you ever need to return to mm-hmm. it, but mm-hmm. you don't have to keep repeating yourself mm. forever. Mm. I've had so many conversations with people. I said, "Mate, just listen to episode one thirty-seven. You'll hear my <laughs> opinion on that." I'm not going back to it because I haven't got time right now. Yeah. Anyway, so we're going back to May. 
<laughs> what was it? 2017. Jesus. I'll give you a specific date, but I'm not one to. You know, okay. I'm trying to keep it as anonymous. No, no, no. Look, like I said, everything mm. will be censored when it has to be. Yeah. Um, everything can be suppressed. Mm-hmm. But we are dealing with sensitive details. Yes. Uh, like, you know, and there's children involved and court orders and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. I have to be very careful of what I say. Good. Um, uh, so, th- if I'm a little bit vague, please forgive me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Alzheimer's. It might be, but, you know. <laughs> I am getting on a little bit. <laughs> no, you don't. Like I said it to you and I hadn't seen you for like a year and a half. No, it was about a year. Mm-hmm. I hadn't seen you. And I said, you look like you've de-aged like 20 years, like you're... Refreshed, like frescos, frescos. <laughs> it's like a phoenix rising from the ashes. Man, it's uh, it's been a wild ride, man. Yeah? It really has. Yeah, I know. I yeah. look. I remember this. Well, we both finished up working in 2019. So from 2017 to 2019, I had open access to your life, basically. So mm. I saw the whole. I yeah. saw saw the whole progression and transition. Yeah, that's why yeah. I'm, I'm sort of stuck on it because mm-hmm. there's a lot of details that I don't actually remember, but. Oh, hopefully a, we can relive it, remember it. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff, even the few people that I've spoken to mm. and they've asked me who you're recording this week and I've said, oh, I'm doing this. I haven't mm. said names, but I've said, I'm doing mm. this mm. and this is sort of their story. And mm. I'm like, wow, like that's actually really important. That should that should be out there. Well, yeah, I think it's a story that should be heard. Um, it's not often that, you know, um, how can I put it without sounding... Um, up myself, um, <laughs> um, single, I don't know, not single, but uh, uh, white, privileged male gets to do what I did. And come out the and other come end. come out the other end with pretty much everything that I had, my goals um, intact. It's very rare. It's like being put through a meat grinder and coming out the other end, somehow you, you've survived. And it really did feel like that. I, I remember seeing it, mm. and I was like, what the fuck's going on, man? I, yeah. I, we had a lot of conversations, and it was just yeah. like, fuck. And then it all changed. <laughs> I remember the one day when you came in, <laughs> and it was like the load had just been lifted off you. Man. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Rewind. Yeah. All right. So Go to look, May 2017. The issues were longstanding. Mm. So, look, it was a building up. It was going to come to a boil at some stage, and it just all erupted in that period that we mentioned. So um, I don't know how much I can say, but um, it's not your usual, um, all right, it's not your usual, like, I had an affair or she had an affair, and, you know, we decided to call the quits, whatever, we can't stand each other. It wasn't like that, although... It had a lot to do with substance abuse, dare I say it, um, on the other person's part and um, irrational behaviour. At that point, you were working, I mean, we were working the same job. So yeah. You, it's a physically physically taxing job. Mm, mm. Your kids, how old were they? I remember one was just in high school, I think. No, she was in primary or school. just, like, on that cut, though, though, that oh, yeah, yeah. end. Yeah, oh, when, when it all erupted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she just... Oh, we just got into high school. I think she just got into, just high, got school. into high school. Yeah, because yeah. I remember your son yeah. hadn't been in yet. And no. Because I remember when we caught up once or twice, you would tell me about how he'd he just gone been, in. Yeah, yeah. He would. He was still in um, primary school. Yeah. 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 How, what? You were already working full time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What about home life? How active were you as far as the kids? Mate, I was 100% there. They didn't know their mum. 
I was the mother and father to these children. I was the one that was like changing the nappies. Oh, so from day dot? From day dot. Okay, clean, I didn't know that. Cleaning their spew, you know, cleaning yeah. their vomit or if they're sick or whatever. They only knew me as the mother and father. Okay. I did not know it went that far back. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. So you're- It you're, all went to shits about three years after the marriage, really. Like, you know, the marriage, I mean, it was okay for about three years. We were together for 13 in total. And then, and then, yeah, it all went to shits. 13 in total, and your eldest mm. was probably like 10-ish, 11-ish when it went to shit. Mm. So we're talking like six years sort of past its use-by date. Yeah. Of like just so And look, man, I, I can comment on that because I've come from a similar family where mm. I, could, I could have put an expiration date on my parents' sort of relationship, mm. even mm. though they didn't want to admit it. Yeah. Or kept it together because they thought, well, I mean, what do they know, man? I mean, you know what? Like, you're younger than my parents. Yeah. So, it's like, you you know, with the, the wog stigma of- Oh, yeah. You know, not even just separation, but just keeping that family unit for the sake of kids. Well, you know, my daughter was old enough to express her, you know, and, and my son, yeah. They didn't want us to break up. They didn't want us to split up, you know. Um, they wanted us to be that happy family unit. And, you know, I tried my best to keep, keep it all going, you know. Um, and um, I don't know, to my- detriment i suppose because it put a lot of emotional um damage on 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 my psyche sort of thing but that's what i mean look i worked very hard during that period you know i had massed wealth assets um i look you know when you met me i was probably at you know um I didn't have to work, okay? I was just working just to karziliki, just to pay off some bills yeah, or whatever. Yeah, just to have a bit of income, just topping up the Top, account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really didn't need to work, you know, full-time. You know, yeah. it wasn't... That's why you never saw me do any OT. <laughs> 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 they used to beg me, oh, boy, I'm like, nah, nah, nah. We need you. people to put their hands up. Yeah, see you later, mate. See you later, I'm gone. <laughs> well, you know, people were begging the... Um, the Four the, hours um, today, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and people were begging for more hours or more days, and I'm like, nah, not interested. He goes, are you sure? Like, you know, paying top dollar here. Nah, nah, not interested, you know, because I didn't need it, you know. I was, I was quite comfortable. I was, you know, I could probably say semi-retired at age 40, you know, 41, you know. Yeah, but that's through hard work. Of course, because I worked three jobs, you know, um, at the same time. Were you doing security? Doing security, home maintenance, you know, gardening, and I was working, um, you know, for a local council doing um, traffic management as well. So, you I know, know surveys that. and this and that, yeah. So. When were you doing that? <laughs> All at the same time, during my um, RDOs or whether I, you know. Are you serious? Oh, I never never had a time off, basically. Um, I actually didn't know that. She never worked in her life while she was with me. So, her work ethic was zero. Like, no, no. Although, you know, she had a trade that she could have easily... Picked up and made squillions. Probably could have made more money than me. Yeah. Probably still is. But um, no, while she was with me, she didn't do anything. Yeah. Didn't even bother to to help out around the home. Well, she couldn't. She was like so cooked. That so that was always there. It happened gradually until the like you know um, it got worse and worse. I'm like oh, it's just a social thing, whatever. You Look, know. it snowballs. I it's get snowballs, that. Snowballs, yeah. Look, yeah. the one thing that I want to do is paint you in this light where mm. you're some sort of uh, deity in in a household. But no, no, no. You've, you're a grounded guy, and what I, I take, I take what you say for what it is because I know who you are. I had no choice. I had to do it. I had no one else to rely on. Yeah, two kids. Two kids. I mean, I'd come home. They're starving. They're still in their pajamas, in diapers, or whatever, you know, and they're crying because they're hungry. And you know, the better half is passed out. You know, I didn't know it was that extent. Yeah, from that early on. 
And it just progressively got worse. And I said, hey, man, you need to wake up. You know, it's going to come to the stage where it's either going to be your family or your substance. Your habit. Your habit, you know. Oh, no, 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 that'll never happen. That'll never happen. I'll I'll, I'll give it up, you know, before that happens. Yeah, Yeah, color. And we all know how that turned out. So So it's come to a head. Mm. May May 2020, May 2017, it blows up. Mm. So what, what were the first processes after that? What were you doing to sort of put in place to protect even yourself and your kids? So prior to that, I had some really gut-wrenching decisions to make and to how I'm going to protect myself and the children when this shit really blows up. So the only thing I could do was, because, okay, the only thing I could do was record everything that was happening. I tried to write it down and it's too much. It's way too much. The abuse on her part was just too extensive, emotionally, physical, you name it, you know. Had there been flare-ups like when police were getting involved by that point or did it start snowballing after 2017? No, 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 no. Look, it was so bad that the cops did call. um, They were called once. Yeah. And they came at about 2 o'clock in the morning. Of course they did. Dragged me out. And had me as a, you know, like the perpetrator of all the violence or all the, you know, domestic violence in the house. Little did they know. Little did they know. And all I could think of was, well, I'm not going to say anything because I don't want the children to be taken away. So, you know, I just wanted them, I just wanted to protect my children. No, no, everything's fine. Well, we just had a little argument, you know, no, no big deal. She's high on the, she's like passed out on the couch. <laughs> where's, where's the, you know, where's your... Partner oh, on the couch. Oh, you know, they, they walked in. They walked in and they woke her up. <laughs> if they searched her, they would have found everything. So the whole, their whole answers to all their answers and all the questions they had would have been answered just by searching her yeah. or giving her a, a, a substance sort of test. A standard test that you and I would have been like subjected, subjected to, to. Subjected to with Ex- no argument. No. Yeah. And mind you, I like, I was doing security work at that stage, so I was doing night shifts, I was doing day shifts and whatever, and so I was exhausted, permanently exhausted. And she had this thing where she couldn't let go of things. So if she had an argument with someone, she'll bring it up, even if it's 10 years ago or 12 years ago. She'll bring it up. She'll bring up everything, and then she'll be howling at the back veranda like an animal, howling, arguing with herself. Is this just substance abuse? It had to be. or It's either that psychosis or she, sort psychosis. Psychosis. Of- like she was cooked. Psychosis brought as an onset from from psych- possibly uh, it could be a combination. Maybe she was just you know like imbalanced, imbalanced maybe, and that just brought it out even further out. Is this pre twenty seventeen? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, yeah. shit, I didn't even know it was that bad to that point. Oh no, I, you have no idea, <laughs> man. I just remember. Look, from what I remember, this is this is what sort of got me. I just remember mm. seeing you coming in because mm. twenty, we finished up twenty nineteen, and this arc sort of wrapped. By 2019. Yeah. You were- Which was very quick. Oh. If you think about it, like the yeah, yeah. proceedings go on for at least five years, yeah. three, three to five two years. Two years, but you basically- Less than two years. It was like one and a bit years. Yeah. You sort of bottomed out and then went back up. Mm. And I just remember your decline mm. was- Because with shift work, I mean, you know it. You yeah. do different shifts, different hours of the day, different days of the week. Sometimes yeah. I'd see you four days successively, then I won't see you for a week and a half. That's right. But I remember specifically coming in one day and you just looked 
worn out. Like you yeah. looked like just like you'd been to hell and back. I said, what the hell's going on? And it then was. You, then you started like explaining something. Yeah. And I went, shit. It's like being dragged by the feet in a deep ocean and they drag you to the bottom of the ocean. You've got to hold your breath. And you've got to hold on for dear life until you can, the buoyancy will lift you back up and then you break the surface and you breathe again. You're almost dead. You're almost passed out. You might have even drunk some salt water. I remember, That's how I it remember seeing it and it was mm. physically, like physical manifestation was there. Like you, you yeah. couldn't hide it. No. So just to go back, just to, yeah. like, before I forget, like, um, so they were called in. I was dragged out of my bed in my pyjamas in the middle of the morning and I'm there and it's freezing. There's fog everywhere there's you know it's it's, yeah. it's a cold miserable winter's night and they got me out there not even inside the house and they're checking up on her they're checking up on the kids and they're treating me like the perpetrator of all thing you know yeah. all the violence i didn't say anything oh what, what are you arguing about oh usual stuff money money and standards, what are yeah. standards you know as i said my main priority was protecting my children i didn't want them taken away because you know think about it substance abuse you know <laughs> and if you come across as a yeah. anything other than an idiot, perfect, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just stupid, yeah, they'll you know foster care, whatever. And that's what was, that's what was going through. And then of course there was the follow ups. So for about a month, we're getting phone calls from you know agencies and whatever, checking up on the kids and whatever. Yeah. So you know, I managed to smooth things over because I'm predominantly talking to the agencies. So, you know, I'm an educated person. I can talk to them on a you know a one on one sort of on a peer level. And um, smoothed it over, but it was funny because I did record her on that day going nuts on the back veranda, and that's when the neighbours just had enough, because this was going on for years, months, years. Uh, she's just going nuts on the back veranda, just anything, any little thing that would annoy her, she'd just take it out to the nth degree, you know, just um, really, really bad. So that's the pattern, like, you know. Can I ask, did she ever get any help? No. And when I said, let's go get some help, let's get some counselling, no, you go, you're the one that's got the problems. She's the type of person where it's never her fault, it's always somebody else's fault. Narcissistic sort of... um... And yet, she puts that label on me. (laughs) Okay. Anyway. So, we What about help for herself? She didn't want any. There was nothing wrong with her. Let's say the the relationship was deemed irreparable, irreconcilable, beyond repair. What about just personally? No, there was nothing wrong with her. Did you ever get any help yourself? Like, did you ever talk to anyone about anything or? Well, I tried, but I couldn't really find um, someone that I clicked with to yeah. talk about. You know, find, yeah, a lot of people have said that to me. Yeah. Yeah. You it know. takes a while before they actually find someone they can open up to or you know, yeah. get advice even just yeah. that they feel comfortable. And I've got them. like, um, well, you know, I've got family, whatever. We talk about it all the time and that's sort of, that's helped a lot. So, yeah. you know, just being able to talk you about it. You had an it. outlet though, like you had support. There was an outlet. I had support. I had my family, I had my, you know. Yeah siblings so you know that 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 helped and you know extended family as well yeah friends whatever yeah okay. so um so you've recorded a having that final outburst yeah having that outburst and i thought oh now if i was to get into trouble at that point i would have just pulled out my phone and said listen to that and you tell me who's at fault mind you i've closed my bedroom door i'm in the bedroom she's on the other side of the backyard basically and you could hear word for word like how many closed doors you know, and you could hear her screaming and yelling and carrying on. Where were your kids during all this? <laughs> in the bedroom trying to sleep. They've been affected. Big time. And I'm thinking, well, this is not normal. And, you know, when we had time to ourselves, I'd say to the kids, look, this is not normal. You know, what we're going through is not normal. 
you know, this is not normal behaviour. And I'd say, you know, look, your mother's sick, obviously, she's got issues. Were um, they aware it was a drug problem? We tried to hide, I tried to hide it as much as I could until they got to the stage where she didn't give a shit, she was doing it in front of them, so, you know. And the, the violence on her part was unbelievable. Don't want to go into the details, but it was physical and emotional. You know, to the point where, you know, I was physically abused as well. But I knew that if I had ever touched her, in, in, even just to defend myself, <laughs> you know, I'd be in handcuffs. I wouldn't be here sitting talking to you. I really, um, I love the statistics where, I don't love them, but it really annoys mm. me when we hear about, you know, one in five women, or well, whatever the number is, mm. are killed daily, et cetera. Like yeah. so many women are killed or attacked yeah. by men in this yeah. country, yada, yada. Go, that's terrible. It is. The sad part is, is the numbers are, are often skewed. Because men can't come forward. No. Either because of social or cultural reasons. Yeah. The stigma. Yeah. Or the fact that no one actually believes shit that they have to say. And it's funny you should say that because I knew I was up against all of that. Yeah. And so I thought to myself, well, I'm going to have to start recording in a serious fashion here. So I started recording. I must have had like 44, like recordings where it was just the big ones but it was just so often i just couldn't record everything i wouldn't have enough phone space or enough phones or anything so i just recorded like the major ones and they were like they'll go on forever you know the ranting and the raving would going on forever so and my daughter would always open the door and you know bed her bedroom door and just like go to sleep with the door open in order for her to listen in on what's going on and then if need be she'd try to jump out and try to you know Sort things out. How no, old? No child should be doing that. I was going to say, how old was your daughter at this point? Oh, throughout her childhood. She was almost robbed of her childhood from what she saw, you know. Yeah. And look, it would have been easy for me to just pack my bags and leave. But in, in what sort of good conscience could I leave my children to someone that can't look after herself, let alone looking after the children as well? I couldn't do it. So I knew I was up for a very tough and a hard sort of um, <sighs> yeah. sorry I just sometimes I just get emotional no no just, just reliving man. through it um, yeah it, look it does get um, I knew I was in for like a hard tough road ahead of me yeah so I, I, I did the best I could see the thing is I see you as teetering between these different markers and different worlds where mm. it's like you know what best for you mm. but it comes at the sacrifice of what's best for say your children that's right at the same time you're not trying to throw their mother under the, no. the bus no because this is still the mother of your children correct that's that's why like it sort of burns me because you're not you're not some dickhead on the street mm. that doesn't give a shit no yeah because i don't want to be like 20 years down the down the track and kids turn around and tell me you're an asshole because you lied to us because mum's not like the way you portrayed or exactly. whatever I never have done that. Yeah. I've never said a, you know. They witnessed it. They saw it for themselves. Yeah. Um, I didn't have to add anything. I really didn't. I just had to make sure that they were safe. You were still working full time through this, weren't you? I was. Yeah. Yeah. I had no choice. I had to work. Yeah. Because caveats were put in place on all my properties. I couldn't even sell anything to, to fund, you know, legal representation. Okay. So then what happened once it took the turn? Okay. We're getting, yeah, we're, just, yeah, we're getting sidetracked. Yeah, it. yeah. 
All right, so let me get let me go on to the fact that okay, I've started recording, um, you know, um, the the massive fights, um, just the major ones, not the little ones. I mean, that's like one for ducks back. You know, it's funny, man, because like, it's I, not funny. It triggers me when mm. I talk about say domestic disputes and mm. things like that. Like, my parents went through all mm, that. Mm. Like, I'm not. I love my parents. I'm not throwing either yeah. of them under the bus, yeah. but I, I witnessed yeah. it yeah. growing up. Yeah. And as I got older, I started understanding a bit more. Yeah, both of them were at fault. Yeah. When you're when you're young. You demonize whoever is the more vocal of the two. Mm, mm, you know mm, what I mean. Mm. Then, when you get older, you sort of you analyze their psyche a bit better. You start understanding where they've come from. Yeah, I can understand my, where my parents both came from, mm. and I've forgiven my old man yeah. for a lot of his shit. I've forgiven mm. my mum for a lot of. Mm. Uh, if anything, I've I've sort of put my mum in her place with a lot of stuff yeah. as well. Yeah, stuff that she probably wasn't aware of that yeah. I actually had to make her aware of. Mm, mm. I can forgive it because I understand where they come from, but mm. I can't say that it's hasn't affected my outlook, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And then when people say to me, oh, could you tell that, you know, they they had issues? I'm like, are you kidding? Yeah. We're not talking about a flare-up at the Safeway. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where would you like me to start? Yeah. And, and that's how my kids are the same. And for you to be able to turn around and say, this isn't normal. No. And actually make it clear that yeah. this is... This is an issue. Yeah. Like, this is not normal. Yeah. And I would try to shield them as best I could emotionally as well. Like, you know, every time we try to get out, you know, get out of the house, spend the day, you know, at my parents or at my sisters or, you know, wherever, at cousins or just the day yeah, out. just to get out Movies, of just to get out of the environment. I would like, and then when we'd come back, we'd have to hear it all again. It would start up again. Uh, this, that, this, whatever. Where have you been? Blah, blah, blah. You're talking about me. You know, paranoia, you know. Yeah. Um... Always on their side. Yeah, it's always like, why do I have to choose sides? You know, I don't want to choose sides. And, you know, you, you can't make me um, cut off my side of the family. That's one thing she wanted me to do. Look, I tried all sorts of things. You know, I've read help, self-help books, you know, find that person's language of love, you know, and all that sort of stuff. I tried all the different languages. I tried this and that. Nothing seemed to work. It was just like a, a no-win situation. You try your best. You even try counselling. Look, I'll go counselling. You come counselling. You know, we'll do couples counselling, whatever. No, 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 no. It was all. Tried my best to. Then it got to the point where I can't do it anymore. I've sort of just given up. You know, I've thrown everything at it. I've tried to make peace. I've tried to, you know, do all of that sort of, you know, just to. And then it was just a pure matter of survival. Survival for me. I wasn't getting any sleep. She's screaming every night. How are the cops not called more frequently? Don't know. That's the miracle. Don't know. Because our neighbours, mate, unless they hear shooting or whatever, you know, they're not going to call anybody, you know. They're, they're good neighbours in that in that respect, but you know it's just the area that we're in. No, no, I live less than eight hundred metres up yeah. the road from you, and I know cops were never called, man. Yeah, exactly. I'd have to call cops because I'd see a guy standing on Princess Highway at two in the morning. Yeah, yeah, going to get run to over. jump in front of a truck. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, domestics going on. Correct. Yeah, because yeah. you'd sit there and wait yeah. and wait. Oh, well, I wait. was in the situation eight hundred metres on the other side, where <laughs> like if I'd see someone like you know in the middle of the road, yeah. Or the two bums fighting in the park, I'd be the one that's yeah. ringing up, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know. You did you always did it, and that's yeah. the thing. Like you'd sit there and listen to a domestic, but yeah. how long are we gonna listen to this? And mm. it goes and then you sort of I would always sort of call the cops when I would hear a line like, I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, yeah. Well that's and it's like all pull, right, well that's when you pull the trigger. Yeah, it's like, well, fun time's over. <laughs> we better get someone down here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And um yeah, it just never happened. Um 
And to the fact where it affected the children, like, you know, they didn't sleep, I didn't sleep. We were all zombified, you know, but we trotted along. I went to work every day. Yeah. Got to the point where I was getting sick every other, yeah, every third week, fourth week, I was getting sick. That's how run down I was. Yeah, like your immune system. My immune was so suppressed, like you just, you know, just breathing in air would, I'll get sick, you know. Um, that's how bad it was. <sighs> And people would say, even in security, oh, mate, you look like shit. Didn't you sleep at all? <laughs> yeah, if only you That's knew. the thing. When you work in shift work, you already sort of prepare yourself to look like crap because you're, you're run down. Yeah. But for me to come in and see, because I hate hearing it when people say to me, fuck, man, you look terrible. <laughs> My concierge said it to me the other day. I walked in. I'm like, hey, man. He said, fuck, you, you look fucked. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, thanks. So, But when I remember when I saw you, mm. after I hadn't seen you for about a week or two, mm. and I was just like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. So then you started letting me in on some of it. Yeah. So it got to the point where, okay, I gave up all my other jobs. I had to do something in order to be able to, you know, uh, function as a human being. I've got two children to, you know, and plus, you know, a burden, which she was, you know. The fact where, like, she had done so much crap that a couple of times I had to take her to, like, the local clinic to revive her because that's how effed she was. No shit. Yeah. And the last time I had the children in tow because I couldn't leave them anywhere. Yeah. And to see that, you know. Oh, no, no, it wasn't that. It wasn't that, you know. Well, well what was it? <laughs> Anaphylactic. Uh, yeah. It, was, yeah. it was nuts. It was walnuts in the yeah, salad. Right. Exactly, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Your body's just shutting down, you know. It's just how much can it take? Every night, you, you know, until what, 4 or 5 a.m. And then you pass out. And then you don't get up till 4 or 5, you know, in the afternoon. And then you, you know, do the same again. So, you know, I, basically I was the mother, father. I did everything. And I gave up all my jobs, the other jobs, and then I just um, was doing security and then I just, the shift work was killing me on top of the, you know, the, 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 the home stress. And um, that's when I got the job at yeah, the warehouse. Yeah. Yep. So we're at that point now. <laughs> ah, the good life. Ah, the good life, yes. I had some fun times there. So. It was. I actually, I told my old man the other day, I said, hey, we're talking about Easter. Yeah. And I remembered we would always get Easter off yeah. on, we would work on mm. Aussie Easter, yeah. so we would get the Sunday off yeah. for Greek Easter. Mm. Mm. And then 2012 or 2013, I can't remember which one year it was, maybe it was 2012, mm-hmm. they all put us on, yeah. on Greek Easter. Yeah. Like, why? Me, you... Arch. I had people coming yeah. into my house. King George, like we were yeah. all there. Yeah. And I remember we were on the top of um, the P, PQR and yeah. I started seeing Christos Anesti. Yeah. And you fired up the whole freaking warehouse yeah. echo, man. <laughs> it's like, well, we can't go to church. Okay? Remember cut the Zibikias we used yeah. to do in the <laughs> Just get off, get off the other forklift, do a Zibikia. I remember yeah. the one time you did it. You got to the knees and you had your arms out. That's it, I forgot about that. Good times, man. Yeah, we had some good times. Well, you had to make it. You had to make it last. You man. had to, man. Yeah. Like, I, I ran into one of the guys we used to work with last mm. night, and I haven't seen him in about three years. And he said, "You know what I remember? I guess I remember you coming up to the smoker area one day, and he goes, i 'I'm sitting there doing my triple shot of Milo and coffee.' <laughs> and um, he goes, you walked in, and he goes, you looked up. He just looked at me and just said, "I'm going to kill myself.' <laughs> okay, shit, man." Where were, where were we, man? Like, that's bad. Yeah, I know. I know. So, you know, so that's the that stage of my life. It was, was relatively good, you know. I um, was making, you know, good money, you know, not that, you know. 
and um, she couldn't see any of that. She couldn't enjoy any of it. You know, the fact that she was, you know, at home and just wasting her life away, not actually enjoying the fact that she wasn't working, everything that she needed was there. You know, I, I refinanced my loan and um, built the house, like double the size of the house. Everything was new, brand new kitchen, brand new bathroom, you know, extensively re-renovated everything in the house. The kids relatively well adjusted to everything by that point? Or were they struggling? <sighs> to them, it was becoming normal. <laughs> it wasn't, it was yeah, anything but like, normal. I can, look, I can relate. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, oh, you know, it's just, you know, yeah. mum's gone off again. Oh, you know, it's normal. And I tried to hide the stuff, but yeah, when it became an open thing, you know. I mean, Jesus, you know, when you, you walk in, like, you know, coming home one day and then, you know, your little kid's chewing on, you know, shit that you shouldn't be chewing on and you know, washing the mouth out and thinking, oh, what the hell is going on here? Fucking hell, man. You know, and, and then that, the other, you know, inebriated, you know, like, you know, on the couch. I mean, that's, is that, that's normal. <laughs> that's shit that you either see in movies yeah. or you think only happens in... Low socioeconomical yeah. circumstances. And I'm not from that area. That's what I mean. I'm a, I could say I'm middle class, you know. You're, I come from a middle class family. You're, you're an ambitious, <laughs> ambitious lower middle class man. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. With ambitions to go higher, yeah. you know, you, which I would have been. You're not scraping no. the bottom. No. You're not sitting back and relaxing. No. But you're trying to have mm. an established, well-balanced sort of yeah. household. Yeah. And I tried the best. And you know how wogs are. We don't want to show everyone our dirty laundry. We don't want to, you know, um, that be the laughing stock or the you know, people that point fingers at us. So, you know, in, in the outside world, everything looked relatively, you know, calm, apart from the fact that, you know, she doesn't get along with anyone. <laughs> the house was shut to everyone. You know, no one was allowed in, no one was allowed out. <laughs> you know, border security. Yeah, <laughs> worse. I felt like I was in the Klingon Empire. You yeah. know, everything's top secret. <laughs> Couldn't, you know. No one's allowed in, no one's allowed out. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, no, okay. it wasn't ideal. So, what year are we in now? Okay, so let's, let's, <laughs> just, let's just fast forward to 2017. Um, and um, I remember this distinctly because always when it came towards my mum's birthday, um, all hell would break loose. I love how, especially with Greeks, it's all mm. about anniversaries, dates. With us, the blobs would start... In the first week of December. Yeah. December has had my old man's birthday, mm. my birthday, Christmas, yeah. New Year's. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, people have always said to me, why are you so down on, like, the holidays? I'm like, because for the first 15 odd years of my life, the, the holidays literally represented the weeks when my parents would fight the most. Yeah. I was I, preempting the yeah. arguments, you know? It was- like, we'd go somewhere, socialise, have a great time, and then the car ride home was hell. Yeah, something would trigger. The car it was always ride, different. Yeah. You know, or it would happen behind my back because I yeah. was too young, yeah. you know, didn't see it. But for whatever reason, something always flared up on yeah. those dates. I remember, you know, having to drive to Queensland two times because, you know, we, we couldn't, you know, we couldn't fly over because of somebody's habit, you know. Um, and. Remember getting bashed driving on the bloody highway, you know. Yeah, that's insane. You know, 110 k's an hour, two kids in the back, and you know she's, you know, uh, and I'm just trying. Oh, so don't worry, kids, it's all good. Yeah, <laughs> Griswolds, you know, trying, <laughs> trying to stay on cruise control yeah. while fending off someone that's having a fucking. Mm, yeah, mm, all right, mm, mm. having an episode. Yeah, yeah, like um, that's yeah, that's normal. Anything but. 
Um, look, I tried to do the right thing, you know, for my children's sake. And, you know, all right, well, you know, we had to have her along. We couldn't exactly leave her home. <laughs> and if you see my holiday snaps, it's always me and the children. She's nowhere near because <laughs> she's passed out. <laughs> That's not necessarily a bad thing, man. At least you have those photos. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. She you have the photos. Yeah, no interest in what we did, so, you know. Yeah. Um, and thank God I've got those photos or something. Anyway, so, all right, the flare-up happens, you know, mum's birthday, my mum rings up. By, mind you, by that stage, I was sick again. Like, that year was a very bad year for me because the incidents were becoming more and more. Um, and the insanity was becoming more and more. And the substance abuse was increasing, increasing, increasing to the point where, hell, if this person doesn't drop... It'll be a, a miracle. It'll yeah. be the second coming of Christ, you know. And I remember, you know, um, I was sick as a dog. Absolutely sick. To the point where I called in sick. I was on my fourth or fifth day on sick leave. Couldn't move. Um, and, you know, and every time I was on sick leave, let's say, she'd, she'd, it'd be twice as bad. She'd make sure that she'd make it so bad that, you know, I wouldn't want to take sick leave, you know. That's how bad... Arguing for the sake of arguing. I think she got off on it. I don't know what it was. And basically, um, she hadn't slept how many days. And that was it. It was like, you know, oh, you know, my mum rang up and that was it. That was the end. And it was accusations and this and that. And just getting worse and worse. It was steamrolling into like a big thing and then you know, she's announcing it to the whole world that, you know, that's it, and divorce, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Mind you, it was no big deal for me because I was resigned to the fact that it was going to happen at some stage in my life, you know, yeah. because I could see it happening. And she's threatened to do it many times before. Like, I would hear that, you know, five times a week at least. It's an empty threat by that point. Yes, it is. Yeah. But I knew something was different because I... I knew she had. Some, she was planning something, and I couldn't point my finger at it. But I knew this May was going to kick off. Just her behaviour, um, the fact that she, it was like she was geeing up herself. You know, she was getting Dutch courage by doing more and more of the, the, yeah. the abuse. And um, and I remember she's got something planned. And she says, "That's it." You know, she announced it to the world on the veranda again. You know, she's. Um, I say, "Well, what are you doing?" Oh, I'm divorcing you. Whatever. Okay. I say, are you serious? She goes, you know, you don't need to know what I'm doing anymore. I'm divorcing you. That was her, you know, quote, unquote. Um, okay, well, um, you know, I was sick as a dog. I was sitting on the couch. I couldn't enjoy my veranda either because there's a sliding door and she was always out there doing that shit. <laughs> and, you know, every time, oh, the pong, the smell, the stench was just unbelievable. I'm not sure what other things she did, but she must have been on other stuff because just the violence and the anger tells me that sounds like ice to me must have been on something else not that i ever saw it but i did catch her out many times like she was she even did it while pregnant to my son that's caused issues she denies it still denies it but i had the evidence and i had all this evidence and she's going nuts and she's calling you know she, she always called her her side of the family complaining. That, that was standard. Every day she would be on the phone dissing me out to her. 
It was never her fault. It was always something that I did or didn't do or, you know, something I should have done. And I don't know what advice her siblings or mum would give her, but obviously the wrong advice. They never told her to pull her head in. That's a, well, that was going to be my next question. Yeah. They, what was the support like from their, from her side? No. She, she had total support Okay, so she had side. mastered to the point where Correct. she had them believing whatever everything they want, she wanted. Everything. Okay. That I was abusive, that I was, you know, this and that. Benefit of the doubt, given it's mm. her family, but at the same time, surely they should have been able to pick up that something wasn't right. Yeah. yeah. And the fact that, you know... I don't want to say much, but, you know, there is substance abuse in that family. Okay. So that was normal to them. <clears throat> you know? I'm abnormal. <laughs> yeah, that's what you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then, um, so she called her sister to come and pick her up. I thought, okay, no problem. Packed her belongings. Um, you know, I recall three bags. One had the paraphernalia in there. That was most important. Yeah. That had the lock and key. And the, yes, yeah. yes, yes, it, it did. <laughs> it did literally had a lock and key. <laughs> and um, and she was just high as a kite. And if you saw her, just the, the demeanour of her, this, this, the craziness. Just zombied out. Zombied out, like cooked. And um, okay, okay. Well, are you coming back? You're going to, you know. No. Were your kids home when this happened? Yeah, yeah, they were home. Fucking hell. Watching it all go down. Okay. My son tried to harm himself with the, the, set, of, the set of steak knives, whatever they were, you know, the blocks of yeah. knives. He was going to cut his finger off. Mum, I'm going to cut my finger off if you don't, you know, if you, you know, if you leave. How old was he when this? He was about seven, right? So I quickly hid the block of knives, you know, and I said, no, I mean, that's, we don't do that. That's, you know, really bad. You're going to regret that. Um, and I said, can't you see what you're doing to the children? Don't give up. F. You know, just at that stage, just didn't care. And um, I thought, okay, well, you don't want to talk about it? No. You don't want to see counselling? No. Just, you know, she cranked up the music and did more of whatever she was doing. Um, well, okay. So the kids were with me. We're sitting on the couch. I'm sick as a dog. I'm blown. I'm just so congested. I can't. I can't even talk in, you know, at that point. That's how bad I was. I couldn't even talk. <clears throat> and having and trying to deal with this and trying to make sure the kids are safe and, you know. I thought, okay, her, anyway, her sister rocks up. Uh, she walks out and they take their bags, they go into the car. And they're in the car and I said, oh, you know. Oh, there was a bit of a conjecture, you know. Well, I had the kids with me, and I said, Mom, Mom, the kids are screaming at her, Mom, Mom, you know, don't go, whatever, you know. I said, it's okay, look, look let her go, she'll blow off some steam, she'll come back, you know. Um, And that was it, like, you know, she made sure she took the paraphernalia, her two bags with her in the car, and then they, oh, they remembered, oh, shit, the kids. I thought, well, nah. So I said, come on, kids, nothing to see here. Took them in, we were at the front doorstep. Watching, you know, all this thing go down. Let's go, kids. It's all over now. She's going to drive off. We don't want to see that. So let's go back inside the house and, you know, just uh, tidy up a bit and we'll see. We'll go somewhere, you know, just to get their mind off it. Mm. Even though my world was falling apart, you know, (laughs) before my eyes. 
So I shut the door, and then I hear them screaming. Doors fling open. I'm like, I'm looking, and they're running up the driveway, screaming about the kids, the kids. I said, well, at that stage, I was in fear for the children's safety and my safety. So I closed the door, and I didn't get a chance to lock the security thing, but I did not latch the the door because I, the last thing I wanted to do was get into a scuffle with her and then have the police come over and deal with it because if I get into a scuffle with her, that's it. I'm gone. Handcuffs. And the secondary and, well, primary purpose really was to protect the children because, what, got to get into a tug of war and then, what, we dislocate and cut the child in half. So somebody gets injured or someone gets pushed through because I had like glass doors in the front. So I was very worried about that. So, and the kids were just behind me and I just, she was smashing the door. She was kicking it. She was trying to, and I thought, oh my God, this door's going to give. It was rattling in, in the door frame. That's how hard she was like smashing it. And then her foot came through the panel, showered us with glass, everything. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. I did not know any of this. Yeah, yeah. So this is the crucial point of the story was that if that didn't happen, I would have been asked to leave the house. But because that happened, the police had no choice, even though they wanted to keep her in the house, they had no choice but to ask her to leave. So, this fighting's going on. Neighbours have called the police by that okay. stage. I'm calling, you know, my family saying, this and this is happening. Can, you know, send down my siblings. You know, I need, I need a hand here because this, this is crazy. This is before the cops, you know. Yeah. Her sister called the cops, apparently. Neighbours have called the cops. My siblings have called the cops. <laughs> I've never seen so many cop cars come to my house. <laughs> <laughs> It was worse than the original time. I mean, the original time there was three cop cars. There was about six coppers out there in the middle of the night, you know, surrounding me, basically. Like, yeah. I felt like I was going to get Rodney King. I swear. <laughs> you know, they're going to go clubbing on me. And the only footage would be grainy VCR footage from across the road. <laughs> from across the road, correct. <laughs> and, and I thought, no, 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 this is... Uh, and I thought, no. And I said, call the police. I said, I'm not calling the police. I said, I'm not calling the police until something happens. Because what am I going to call? Well, we're having a you know, domestic. Yeah. But once her foot came through the door, I thought, that's it. Even I called the police in the end. And, mate, they all rocked up. That stage, you know, they uh, separated her. They had her in the front yard. I was inside with the children. And then my siblings arrived. And she went ape. Why are they here? Whatever. Because like, well, I invited them to come in. I need some support. And this is where it all gets a bit strange. Now, you know, I thought, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, okay? But what I witnessed, what the police did, just doesn't sit well with me. They were so aggressive towards me, and clearly I'm a sick man sitting on the couch, you know, I can hardly breathe because of respiratory, you know, yeah. um, cold, and and yet they're looking at me like I had, you know, you're the culprit, you know, you're the one that did it, and I said, like, 
I told them, this, this happened, this happened, this happened. She's high as a kite. Can't you tell? Because she wasn't making any sense. I mean, if they don't know what high as a kite is, I don't know what. If cops in Noble Park don't know what someone under substance abuse looks like, then we've got issues. I was pleading with them. Give her a test. Open up the first little bag with a lock and search it. Oh, no, we can't do that. Oh, where's that bag? Okay, it's in the boot of the sedan. You go and have a look. No, no, we can't do that. That's not why we're here for. And I beg to differ. This is exactly the reason why you're here for, because if it wasn't for this, none of this would be happening. No, no, we can't do that. And I said, well, you know, she's uh, been violent, as you can see. She's she's busted the window. There's glass everywhere. Um, You know, uh, and she was trying to break all the other windows. How the other windows didn't break? I don't know. It was a miracle. Her excuse was, oh, I threw the keys at the window. I said, are you kidding me? When I saw the foot come through the panel of glass at the bottom. And that was her, you know, take on it. And they chose to believe her take on it, not mine. And they refused to 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 test her. So said, you've got, let me just summarise here. Female police officers were the worst. The men were a bit better. But the females treated me straight away as I was... Like the perpetrator of the violence. So you've got a woman that's high on, on, high on something, mm-hmm. has smashed a door in with her foot. Tried to smash all the other windows. Has a bag full of gear on her. Mm-hmm. And they were, cops refused to test her, refused to search for the bag. Mm-hmm. And all this has been going on for years by this point. Yeah, yeah. It's become, like, as in, there's been reports. It's not yeah. like it's the first time it's, yeah. an incident has happened. Yeah. It was, yeah, the second time they came to the house. Okay. And they refused. That's not what we're here for. We're here for the domestic violence. But that was all on her. That was all on her. So then what? Yeah, why are you here? Well, basically, um, and then they separated me from the children. And so I got one of my siblings to go in with the children, with the policeman, because the policeman were asking them questions. And I wasn't allowed to be there. Basically, they were saying, who started? Who, 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 who do you want to go with, your mum or you want to stay with dad? Without a question of a doubt, my children chose me. That's all they know. And they were insistent. And then they separated them, you know. They asked them in front of me and then I said, dad. Then they separated them, they asked them again. They still said, dad. They were trying to find an excuse to get her back into the house. And they said, well, they said to me, well, what do do you want to do? I said, well, I don't want her in the house. I guess once she's out of the house, she's their problem. Yeah. I said, I don't want her in the house. What's going on here? I'm I'm afraid for my life and for my children's. And I was. I mean, and yet... They were rude to my siblings as well, uh, the way they were treating, treating them. And they, they, what I was telling him to write down in the statement, none of it appeared. It was all her side of the story. And then they come back inside after interviewing her. And then they come back inside and said, sign here. What am I signing? Oh, look, we've decided to do an AVO. Um, you're the protected person and the children. And, you know, if you wanted to leave, you'll sign here. I said, okay, let me have a read. And it was all her side of the story. It was like, I said, I don't get it. 
I said, where's my side of the story? Am I going to get a copy of my side of the story? Go, well, this is just her side of the story. I said, oh, no. I re- faintly recall they said, oh, you'll get something in the mail. <laughs> it's in the mail. Yeah. I said, well, he goes, basically, it's like you sign this and then she's out of your hair. Now, she can go wherever, you know. Yeah. But if you don't sign it, then, you know, there might be a possibility that I'm the one that's out of the house. How does that work? You tell me. And I thought, oh, what do I do? I thought, okay. I had no choice, signed it. Thinking that I was going to get something in the mail. <laughs> this is how stupid I was. I didn't know, like, how this all works. Uh, you know, because I've never been in trouble with the law. I've never been, like, to court. I've never been, you know, anywhere. I have no idea. Look, I did legal studies at uni. Yeah. You know? I did yeah, but legal. if you haven't... <laughs> but it wasn't criminal law, you know? It was civil law. <laughs> it, was, it was just the basics, you know? Basics of civil, basics Look, of criminal. at that time, you've got a woman high on, on crank and you've got yeah. kids that have been subjected to it. You're under yeah. the pump. Yeah. You're just trying to diffuse it and get, get it, everyone away just so it can calm back down. Yeah. But yeah. And, 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 you know, we said to her, like, you know, okay. And then even before the cops had come, I said, well, just go. Come back when you calm down. We'll talk about it. And none of that ever happened. None of that ever happened. So that was on a Sunday. And on the Monday, I was in court. And they said, like, you know, you're going to have to come to the magistrate's court. You you know, you're like a witness. And um, basically, you know, um, if the magistrate wants to ask something, you know, you're, you're the police witness. You, and I was named as a protected person and my children. I thought, well, okay, how hard could this be? Go to the magistrate's court. You know, you don't need any representation. Well, that's what I was led to believe. And um, I thought, oh, all right. So. Were you dandy? Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea how to get in. I had no idea where to go. I had no idea of anything. They, on the other hand, seemed to know exactly where to go and the shortcuts to get to the place. Like they'd been through it all before wow. and I had no idea. So I, I rock up and my mum wanted to come, you know, because she was worried. Just, yeah, support. Support and, you know, my, my um, other sister, uh, you, know, my, you know, came along just for support. Uh, the children at that stage were with my dad. And um, and there was always that fear that they were coming after us. They were going to come and get the children. And I remember the first few months, it was just that fear was always in the back of my mind. They're going to take my children away. Um, and I'll tell you why. Because when I did go to the magistrate's court with my you know siblings, just the sight of it, I started shaking. That that's the trauma coming out of me. So I asked to be separated. So they took me into like a protection sort of area where, you know, victims of domestic violence go and they had sort of like a social you know, counsellor there and basically I was there with my, my sisters and I was waiting for someone to come and interview me. It was the police prosecutor. So after reviewing, after reviewing what they had and then after they um, saw the AVO and after they, they talked to her, then they come to me. Then they started asking me questions. And so from a position of strength saying, okay, yeah, well, you know, I'm in the right. I haven't done anything wrong. I haven't been violent ever, neither emotionally, financially or anything. You know, if anything, she was financially draining me. That stuff's expensive. 
you know, uh, you know, when you go to the, you know, when your bank account hits zero and then you can't pay for you know, groceries, then you know that you've got an issue. And when you try to explain it to that person, they don't care. Or they choose not to care. But anyway, oh, sorry, I digress. But so we're in the magistrate's court and I'm getting, she's accused me of A, B, C, D, E, F, G, a whole list, anything that she could think of, you name it. From sexual stuff to false imprisonment to financial abuse to <clears throat> everything, even to like, you know, messing around with, you know, my children. And the coppers are just looking at me like I'm some sort of monster. I'm thinking to myself, what am I like? If I was that type of monster, you know, there's obviously, there are monsters, what are, you know, I got. I've got my mum here. I've got sisters here. Support. You know, we're a tight, close-knit, you know, family. Don't you're not you the think- Manson family. Yeah, we're not the Manson family. And don't you think they would have noticed something? Yeah. Or don't you think the school would have reported something? If I was that kind of a monster? Would would the kids pick dad would when they- they've got a chance to get the fuck out? Get the fuck out. Exactly. Yeah. No. And so from a position of strength, and, and mind you, this was, you know, it was set for a mention. It was meant to be like, you know, half an hour or whatever. I was there all day, like literally eight hours because she kept on bringing more stuff and more stuff and more stuff to the point where hour by hour, my position was getting worse and to the fact where they're going to take my children away from me. What the hell? Don't you want to hear my story? And I explained it to him. And luckily, the, the prosecutor, he was ethnic. So he understood where I was coming from, like, you know, but the other one, the female, didn't. And she just... You know, she was very, you know, I think, and he said, listen, he goes, look, she's bringing up some serious accusations. I said, yes, but they're accusation. Has she any proof? Does she have any proof? No. Well, then, how can I be found, like, you automatically think I'm guilty of all these accusations? All this time, police haven't rocked up to my house for any like abuse that I've committed or any physical abuse or anything like that you know surely there would have been some record somewhere that I've I'm that type of person clear record nothing so and he said listen character witnesses your neighbours everyone ex- every, yeah exactly and in the end I was ringing up my I was trying to find my old lawyer that I had used once before and I was trying to look I'm I'm at so and so blah 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 this is happening okay just calm down you know you know just um just stay there you know and um see what happens today and then we'll um come in first thing tomorrow morning and we'll organize whatever yeah. I said and I was begging them okay listen to the prosecutor I've got recordings on my phone choose whichever one you want to see what, what, what yeah, yeah to see what's going on and not one like there was like over 44 45 50 hours of recordings throughout a whole period of a decade consistent consistent consistently consistent of her going you know they didn't, didn't want to know they didn't want to know what is it complicating your your matter mind you this is for the avo let alone anything but it was turning into something more serious so the AVO would have been against her yeah. to protect you and your kids. Yeah. It ended up being you getting uh, accused. accused of all sorts of nasty everything, <laughs> everything you could put on a, on, a, on a piece of shit yeah. in society. Yeah. You know me. 
Yeah, well, yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I've argued with you mostly about religion. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I'm a religious guy. I'm yeah. a conservative guy. And it just it's just nothing. You know, I'm the one that's taking the kids to church. Not her. Me. I'm the one that's getting the priest to come in to bless the house. You know? That's the kind of background I'm coming from. It's not just that, man. The fact that you've you've literally been the mother and father for a decade. Yeah. You know, while working. Yeah. And building Berusia yeah. and assets. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can't do that while. Yeah. Like, it, it makes no sense. No. You had bruises, she didn't. Yeah. So, how does that work out? You tell me. But because I was white male, I'm the privileged one, or I'm the perpetrator of all domestic violence, according to society... According to the statistics, they looked at me like I was like that. And hour by hour, my position was crumbling. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to lose my children. Today is the day I lose my children. You're going to go to jail. You know what I mean? You're yeah. going to be defending yourself in a, like an actual court case. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking, wait, these guys going to charge me with anything? But how can they charge me if they haven't got any proof? Seriously. You had proof. I had proof. You had proof in your hand that they didn't want to see. Nope. They had proof in a, a fucking, in the boot of a car yep. that they didn't want to look at. Yep. And the fact that they could have just given her one of the saliva tests, they would have been, well, get a haircut or whatever. You know? Yeah. Didn't want to know that was. It. They didn't want to touch it, no. but you were now standing trial basically for all Al- the shit that- Almost, yeah. 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 And I'm thinking, I'm, you know, and I'm shaking. At that stage, my emotions have gotten the better of me, and I'm shaking because it's just like I was a dump. It was, it was one of those emotional dumps that, like, my marriage is over, um, you know, all hell's going to break loose, um, and this has been building up for, you know, 10 years, you know, minimum 10 years, and it's all come to now. And then I was just outside. I was emotional. I was crying. I was like, you know, whatever, trying to keep my shit together because I didn't want to be, like, blubbering and they're thinking, well, you're, you wouldn't be able to look after children. Look at you, you know, you're emotionally not there. So I was trying to be a bit strong too, you know, so... Somehow, you know, seeing my statement, I said, well, where's my statement that I gave to the police? He goes, well, this is all we have. I go, but where's my statement that the policeman was writing down in his notes? I haven't received it yet. And he's looking at me thinking, what are you talking about? I go, this is what you signed. He turned around and he said he bit me in the ass. And it will bite me in the ass again in a future court case. That particular statement that I had to sign to get her out. Um, and I'm thinking, oh my God. And so I can't remember now exactly what was going on, but I said, listen, I was insistent. My, my sisters were, my, you know, she was insistent. Listen to it. Just take any recording, listen to it. Oh, we don't have the time to, to listen to like, you know, an hour of recordings or whatever. Okay, just listen 10 seconds, 20 seconds, whatever. You'll see. And no, it wasn't happening. So I'm in shock. And then. They must have been talking to the judge, and I'm not even in the, I'm not even in the court case to hear any of this, because next thing I know, I walk in there with the police prosecutor. I sit down, and the judge is talking to them already. So they've had some sort of discussion, and and basically what it came to is that she was worded up to to go get an AVO against me, with all those things, and I was presented the very next day. I had to go to the police station with an AVO against me. And the policeman was like, you know, I'm really sorry. And he was embarrassed. I said, well, if this is true, why aren't I in custody? 
If this is true, why haven't I been charged? He goes, I oh, know, look, it's all bullshit. They can write whatever they want. This is the, the guy copper, right? Oh, I was just shaking my head. So he read it all out. To, he was embarrassed. He was reading out all the accusations. He was embarrassed on my part. Yeah, just sign here that you got it, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I took it away. And then I was reading it. I thought, gloves are off. There's no reconciliation. After you've been accused of that shit, there is no reconciliation. The only reason why she took such a keen interest in getting the children back was, obviously, she wanted the house. She wins the kids, she gets the house, she wins everything. I took a different tack to it. <clears throat> it wasn't about Perusia at that stage. It was about the children's future. And like I said, when I was thinking the... I'll go back, the court case at that stage, <clears throat> the judge was talking to her. The police prosecutor told me <clears throat> that um, basically, I don't think the judge will take the kids off you today. 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 Mm. What do you mean today? Exactly. I thought, are you? Oh, okay. Today. I thought, what? I thought, oh my God. So, and then I said, well, yeah, I'm going to have to get the big guns in here because no one wants to listen to my side of the story. So, they were going to adjourn it and they were going to do, like, the come back like two days' time as a priority. I thought, that's great. That's really great. From being a, a protected witness to being the number one suspect in the, you know, public uh, enemy number public one. Public enemy number one. Yeah. I thought, oh, without any shred of proof either. And that's what gets me. Like, I've always gone with the Bible in my hand my whole life, you know, trying not to hurt anyone, trying not to do anything wrong, you know. Always, maybe that's my naivety. But, um, yeah, well, that was, a, it was, that was jarring, to say the least. Now, you know, I, I don't think you'll get the kids taken away today. Hmm. So That's comforting. Yeah. No worries. So even the, um, the judge said, well, she looked at me and, she looked at her and she presented really well, though, my, my ex. That's the thing. She, yeah, she had the corner. Hey, corner. Mate, she's the Antichrist. She never went to church. She never did anything like that, you know. You know, sobbing. And I'm, meanwhile, I'm the one that's having a, you know, like a, a breakdown. I'm in the um, separate sort of, you know. Um, yeah, the chambers. The chambers. Yeah. And, and then when she comes out, I requested that they put a screen between her and me because I couldn't even bear to look at her. I was that, you know. That shook up by just all the accusations of what was happening throughout the whole day. So the judge looked at me, looked at her, I said, well, look, we have to adjourn or whatever, blah, blah, blah. I'm pretty sure that the children are safe in, and she named my name. And, you know. Thank God. Um, and she put on public record that she personally thought that the children were safe under my care. Because I've got no record. Not even a speeding ticket, and nothing, absolutely nothing. You know, so they thought, well, okay, thank God for that. But as the guy said, for today. Mm. So I get um, the family, um, I get some family um, law experts. So it was like a medium sized boutique sort of, you know, they're really good. And to represent me, not cheap. Um, but I had to do it. And I said, look, this is happening. You know, I feel like, you know, 
I'm about to lose everything, you know, including my children. And it's no good because if that was going to happen, I would have walked away a long time ago and I wouldn't have, you know, been in such a situation as I am now. I said, I need to be heard in the magistrate's court. No one wants to hear me on my voice. They've heard her. They've had separate conversations with her and the judge has and yet I haven't. And here you go. I've been presented with, you know, uh, an AVO. And which your, your statement from the initial incident wasn't even anywhere. Nowhere. Nowhere. Okay, and I'm still waiting for my original statement. And they look at everything thinking, geez, when do you come down? <laughs> oh, my God. And I said, okay. Um, so I had to get a barrister to represent me at the lowest of lowest. Well, you don't need anyone. You just basically you rock up yourself and you represent We're yourself. A shirt and tie. And, and you represent yeah. yourself. I had to get a barrister. And... I was lucky. She was very good. It was a girl barrister, and she was very good. Um, and she goes, okay. She goes, what do you got? And I told her the situation. I told her about all my recordings. She goes, okay. Choose three at random and just take 10 excerpts from it. Okay. So I did that. Um, and I transcribed them and everything. Gave them to the barrister. And then she heard the, the very last one in, in its entirety, last recording. She, and before she heard it, she goes, how bad does it get? Like, how bad do you get? I said, you'll see. You won't, even, you won't hear a boo out of me. And she, and she turned around, she goes to me, yeah, you're right. She goes, um, this is probably in all my years, probably... In there were the top three of the worst ones I've ever heard in my life. And she heard, and she, you know, she saw the other ones as well. And in the meantime, I was busily transcribing shit and trying to get everything done. And then I thought to myself, okay, I don't. This has never been a what she said, I said. You know, I don't want a ding dong because that's not what they want. Primarily, this has got to do with the children. And my whole take on the whole court case was the children's safety, the children's this, the children, 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 children. So, oh, and in the meantime, I got a letter, caveat, on all my stuff, and an emergency federal court hearing. Emergency federal court hearing. Federal? Federal court hearing. How they got it, I don't know. They must have had some strings to pull. They must have known someone. Within, within two weeks. And if you know, it takes months and months and months to get a federal court hearing. But this was but this an emergency. This is baseless. This is with zero evidence. Zero this evidence. This is all on hearsay of a woman that was high as a kite. Yeah. Where were the kids during all this time? Still, I mean, you were back home, obviously. I was back home. Um, I didn't take the kids to school. Yeah. Because there was still the, the fact that she still had the rights to go to the school. Basically kidnap them. Yeah. And my lawyer said, don't send them to school. As, as day follows night or as night follows day, she's going to go and get them. And she did. She tried. Really? Yeah. But they weren't there. She turned up to their school looking for them. Yeah. To pull them out. Yeah. Yeah. Had so you notified the school about what was going on? Yeah. What did the school say? Oh, take care, you know. Oh, so they were fine. They were fine with it. Take, okay. take as much time as you need. I did said, they let you know as well, like once it happened? Yeah. Yeah. She's turned up. She's like not with it. She's like raving. She's raving. You know, she's off her head. 
I said, yeah, well, that's what I had to deal with. So that happened. Okay. It was all about possession of the children. She wanted the children. If she had the children, then she thought that she would get the house and, and everything else. She made it out like I was some sort of millionaire, you know. <laughs> You're working with me, man. Yeah, far from the truth, you know. <laughs> Eating cold tuna for lunch. Yeah, that's it, mate. Yeah, yeah. I did what I had to do. Yeah. You know, um, and she made out like I was a millionaire. And um, yeah, everything had caveats, couldn't sell anything, none of my assets, you know, I couldn't cover my legal fees. I had to work, so, you know, I was doing that. Everyone was helping me look after the children, Yeah, everyone. I weren't going to school for two weeks at least until we had a bit more... Until we had a bit more um, idea of what was going to happen. And so I go back uh, a couple of days later and it was with the, um, B, the, the barrister. So we sat down, pol- uh, police prosecutor. Turns up, okay, uh, we're going to withdraw the AVO on her part. So you're not protected anymore, all the children. How about, how about her have you? Well, you can contest that. Really? Okay. So do you still refuse to listen to any of the evidence that I have that she's been a violent person throughout the whole relationship and I am a victim of, of abuse? And it was like almost scoffing at me. He was like, <laughs> didn't believe me. Because I'm a big guy. Yeah. And they didn't believe me. Okay. So I said to the barrister, okay, your turn. She tore shreds off him. She tore shreds off him. You know, um, she goes, is it because my client is a male and he's white and blah, 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 blah? Literally. <laughs> Literally tore shreds off him. Oh, no, I can assure you, like, if he had any issues, why didn't he go to the police and report it or blah, blah, blah? I said, because he was scared for the, the children's sake. Yeah. You know, because she, he was always threatened that she'll take the children away and, you know. She can't look after herself. How's she going to look after the children? And what happens if she, in her, you know, inebriated stupor, she decide to do something stupid to the children? I had too much to lose. And in my mind, that's what I thought. That's why I kept it going for as long as I did the marriage, when it was dead. Right? That thing flatlined like 10 years prior. So at the end of the day, um, yeah, she tore shreds out of him. And then she gave me a USB stick. She goes, listen to this. It's okay. He went away. Listen to it. Came back sheepishly, said, yeah. She really pulled the wool over our eyes. <laughs> yeah, meanwhile, you've been accused of A, B, C, D, E. Exactly. All it needs is to leak to anyone. Yeah, my life's over. And that's because it's an accusation. Even if you get accused and you, you fight it and you clear your name, that stain remains. That stain remains. You're forever stained with that. And so she, you know, I thought, okay, so they decide, okay, we'll, we'll put the maximum extent that we can keep on the AVO, we'll put a new one on, and I think it was two years or something, they were allowed, or three years or something. Um, and then the other AVO, he said, well, you can contest it. I said, well, no, look, as long as you've got your AVO on then, why would I even go anywhere near her? I don't want her anywhere. It's a double protection for me. It's like, you know, it's like she's got two AVOs, you know. I'm not going to fight it. But... It irked me that I was accused of these things. It really did. I mean, how does she accuse me, the father of the children, and yet the children are living with me? And yet, doesn't she know that her children have to put up with the innuendo? And by that stage, she'd already uh, vandalised my property. 
Was in the house? My vehicle. Oh. It happened more than once, didn't it? Yeah. Was that the first time? That was the first time, but I had no proof. I had no proof and I couldn't um, prove it. Yeah. I thought, oh, okay, it could be a mere coincidence, but I knew. How far, how far after the first incident is this? Two months. Yeah, maybe a month. Or, a month? Yeah, maybe. Okay. Yeah, the children are with me. And she can't get them. Okay. By that state, so she... But I couldn't prove it. No proof. Uh, when I went and complained to the police, they basically laughed at me and said, well, unless you catch her red-handed or you've got footage of her, nothing we can do about it. Fair enough. So, um, and it happened the second time. I thought, oh, that's it. I went and got CC uh, surveillance cameras, everything, throughout the car, the house. And when it happened the third time, <laughs> bingo. And anyway, that's later on. <laughs> I love the miniseries, man. Oh. What an odyssey. All right, continue. Sorry. <laughs> That's all right, man. And then, anyway, we go back to the court case and, okay, the police prosecutor sheepishly says, yes, uh, you're right. Um, okay, they agreed to it. My barrister agreed to all the, the stuff because it, this was, yeah, I mean, you might think it's just an AVO, like a big deal, it's an AVO, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but it also reflects on the federal case. Because that's on record. It's a matter of public record. You have been accused of this, 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 this. So when I go to the Federal Magistrates Court, like, it looked, it would look better on my case if she didn't put one on me. It looked really bad that the police threw her out of the house and they put an AVO on her. But to even things out, she put one on me. Even though there was no proof. There was no proof. Yeah. So I had no choice and had to do, had to fight it sort of thing. I had to get the BA, uh, barrister, sorry. So I had to get the barrister in and, okay, all right, well, we'll just present this to the to the magistrate. Magistrate, you know, by that stage, started to know me quite well. <laughs> You're in there every two weeks. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. G'day, Judge. G'day, G'day, DCS, how you going? Yeah, no <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> so we walk in and... Walk in and there's a different prosecutor. There's a different prosecutor. I'm thinking, well, where's the prosecutor we're talking to? It's got all the, our, our paperwork and evidence. And anyway, he stands up. He goes, okay, on the matter of this and that, you know, what does the prosecutor say? Oh, we're withdrawing the um, the AVO. The police oh. is withdrawing the AVO. My barrister stood up to, uh, you know, moment, please. And he goes, what is going on? You know, what is going on? We've just agreed, you know, that. Uh, and he's looking at, well, oh, I have no idea, you know, what, um, you know, he goes, well, where's the other person I talked to? Oh, he's, he, uh, you know, it's lunch break or something, oh, I can't remember what it was, or yeah. end of shift or something like that. What, wasn't there a handover? You know, didn't someone, you know, well, we've just had a discussion and, and, you know, the prosecutor has agreed to, oh, I know nothing of this. So then we had to adjourn again. Had to adjourn again until they found the prosecutor that uh, we were talking to. And then the... Um, <laughs> the um, the barrister just let rip again in the court as a, as a matter of uh, principle that to again she said the same thing. What the hell's going on? Why is my client's voice being suppressed? You wouldn't listen to him on the first day that he came here. And now you've so the files disappeared mid court case. What the hell's going on? 
what, what's, you know? And she let rip. Oh, you know, I assure Mr. Odysseus that this isn't, you know, the case, that, uh, you know, we assure, Mr. this is the, the magistrate, we assure Odysseus that we treat everyone equally here, no matter what, uh, blah, 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 you know? You haven't been able to say a word yet. Nothing. You've been dragged out in your PJs, <laughs> and you haven't said a word. You've been accused of A, B, C, D, E. Yeah. Forget defending yourself. Like, no. there's literally... Where did the paperwork go? <laughs> It was only a matter of like half an hour, like from where we last agreed to what we were going to do to the to the point where we're in the, the actual chambers. It's disappeared. And the guy's taken off, whoever it was that you were dealing with. Mate. Yeah, okay. And at that stage, I was paranoid. I was really, really paranoid, you know, because yeah. you can imagine, like you explained, you know, <laughs> your mind's just everywhere, you know, you're paranoid, you know, thinking, is this deliberate? Are, they, are these guys deliberately, you know, trying to sink me? Yeah. Omitting this and omit- I mean, they've already stuffed up my statement. My statement doesn't appear anywhere now. The the case notes are gone. That you know reflect the fact that yeah, she you know the AVI is going to get extended. She's not coming back in the house. Oh, all sorts of things were I was accused. And the many more other little trivial, not trivial, but there's a many little you know uh, matters of you know, this and that, and this and that. But that's the. Khodra, like let's say, you know, they're yeah, the, the meat, the of, it. meat of it. Yeah. Oh, oh, you know, I'll never forget it. <laughs> <laughs>